Hello everybody, Ken here. Today's episode of the Geek Pants Camcast features major spoilers from the upcoming The Last of Us Part 2. If you have not seen or read the leaks and you're planning on playing the game next month, you have been warned. If you're watching this Camcast on YouTube, a spoiler warning will flash on the screen before the conversation begins. But... If you're listening on a podcast service, please be aware that the spoilers arrive around the 17-minute mark of today's episode. Now, let's get our geek pants on. So a couple of things real quick I want to mention, because uh, I know a couple of our geek pantsers out there are wrestling fans, because, you know, they why wouldn't they be, right? Yes. So, um thoughts prayers and condolences go out to the family of shed gaspard Mm -hmm. i don't know if you heard but heroically sacrificed his life to save his son yeah i wasn't watching wrestling when he was on wwe but i mean regardless it's super sad yeah i was uh and i mean like i wasn't the hugest fan of crime time after a while but it uh it doesn't change the fact that it was incredible what he did so yeah and it's sad it's sad that uh that he uh, went missing, but I'm, I mean, you know, it's bittersweet so, they found the body. But, so they got uh, hit by an undertow or something while they were swimming there. Riptide. Eh? Riptide. Riptide while they were swimming. And he directed the uh, Coast Guard to save his kid first. And then he got pulled out. <clears throat> okay. And at first they couldn't find the body. They just, they actually called off the search because they assumed that, you know, the ocean took him. And then yeah. they found him on a beach uh, elsewhere. So, okay. So yeah, so like I said, like I wasn't the hugest uh, fan of Gaspar. Not that I hated them, uh, yeah. or Crime Time. Sorry, not that I hated them by any means. It was just how they were booked. They could have been so much bigger and better. Yeah, they just had the misfortune of being uh, black tag team in the WWE. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> I actually said that. Yeah, yeah. The closest but, uh, to color tag teams you're gonna get is if they're Samoan. <laughs> and even then you actually have to only reference the Simone aspect yes. and have, oh no, the New Day, the New Day as well. But new the day. New Day were big merch new county day. makers. There you go. So there you it's go. like I said, Crime Time could have been so much more, but they weren't able to. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to mention real quick. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, I'm sure you heard about this, Ruby Rose quit Batwoman after a season. <laughs> Now, I know she got injured on, on the first season. Yeah, but apparently the reports that I'm reading are that it is because she hated the shooting process. Okay. This I, I can't confirm or anything like that, but all I can say is that it's it was her not liking the shooting process. Because, I mean, we don't really think about it, but that's a lot of, like, hurry up and wait. So you hurry up to get ready, then yep. you wait to shoot. And, mm-hmm. you know, she could have been in makeup for two hours and then waiting to shoot for another three hours and then mm-hmm. shoot a 20 minute 20 minutes to two hours for a four this is why i don't understand though like anyone that's worked on a feature film any actor or actress that's worked on a feature film they should understand that that process is the same on a tv show times 24 or whatever the episode count is like it shouldn't be a surprise that you go in and go oh wow this is my work schedule yeah but i think that's part of it where it's easy to say that, and I'm saying this because you actually did some shooting for your movie, Quiver, correct? That's right. 
That's yeah, right. name dropped out on Geek Pants. But I, I also represent. I have a good idea of how the CW shows work because Trevor worked on a bunch of them, and he told me all about it. Right, but I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to say like you don't know what you're talking about. What I'm saying yeah. is it's 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 kind of sounds like it's easy for you to say that they should be aware of this when for her like it's not like she had big roles in any of these movies, you know. And even in the, the TV shows, it's not like she had these big roles. Whereas now she's the star, she's the anchor. So she's going to have to do 90% of the stuff. So it's one thing to think you know what you're talking about until you actually start to know and then go, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I just, I don't understand why you would sign up for the lead role <laughs> on a big show that's going to have a multi-season run. I mean, you know that by looking at all the other Arrowverse shows. And then be surprised by the workload. Yeah, no, I, I get that aspect a, you know? a lot. Uh, that part I get, like, yes. Yeah. It's one of those where it's kind of like, you signed up, you, and I mean, you had he, to know something. Yeah, I, I mean, she, she played the role before Batwoman was even announced as a show, too. So she got a chance to try it out before fully signing on. I know, I know. It's, I don't know. I've, I've just I've read some stories that Ruby Rose is a little... A little weird on set. Okay. Okay. Now I get to see. You got yeah. some unconfirmed rumors. Yes. yes. Making a biased <laughs> statement. Come on, man. We're better than that. We're geek pants. I love how the leg Other just than continued. that, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I love how the leg just continued out rumors there. Rumors. Oh, see, I didn't catch it. I don't catch any of the legs or anything until I watch later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, you, you'll see that one. Um, oh, oh! There's also some slightly large news from yesterday. Yeah, I thought we were going to mention that. Slightly, slightly large. But you, you mentioned it because I already took up two now. The Snyder Cut is real. It's happening. HBO Max 2021. Who called that? It was officially was it announced on uh, on the Man of Steel um, watch along or whatever you want to call it. He was on there with Henry Cav uh, Henry Cavill, and they were talking. And I'm just trying to think. Like, did we call that the Snyder Cut existed a while back? I'm pretty sure we did that at least two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm also pretty sure that we were the only ones that ever talked about it ever. No one else brought it up until yesterday. So no. because of us, yeah, Snyder Re Cut released. The <laughs> Snyder Cut was not the largest hashtag in movie history for a movie that doesn't exist. No, it was, but it was because of us. I actually, I, I, I follow the guy on Twitter that posted release the Snyder Cut for the first time. Yeah. And he's got this huge following now because everyone like, you know, oh yeah, this happened because of you. Right. I, I sent out a thanks to him. Why not? It's nice. It's I, nice I'm, to have I'm uh, stoked. people thanking I'm stoked. You. Now, do you prefer the, uh, the four hour movie or do you prefer the six episode, uh, episodic, like episode type deals? You know what, to be honest, I, I don't know what form you're like, we're going to get it in anyway. Well, it's going to, it sounds like it's either or because Snyder said he's got an idea of how he can split it six ways with cliffhangers at the end of each one. I, at this point, I'll take it however I can get it for one. It's the same. And two, like I said uh, last night, I just, I just want it to be good. I would hate for all this weight and build up. Yeah. To suddenly it be the actual unwatchable mess that it was supposed to have been in the first place. I I feel nothing but good about this. I mean, he's got twenty million dollars thrown at him from WB. He's got the cast, the crew coming back. 
you know, Junkie XL's on board for the music now, as should have been. And uh, it's, you know what it is. So again, like I said last night, sort of cut you off. It's it's yeah. bittersweetness because now now it seems more official. Like I'm not getting that second uh, Man of Steel with Henry Cavill. It sounds more like it's a final sort of nail in the coffin for the DCEU. So that's it. So I mean, at least you know you'll get your your Ben Affleck goodbye, and at least I'll get a, a, a Cavill goodbye as well. It's just <sighs> I wasn't ready for a recast. Yeah, I wasn't either. But I mean, like no. this this today on Twitter, I, I don't know if my phone's going to pick this up. Kind of, sort of. Ben Affleck, 2021, released the Snyder Cut. He posted this. Of course he did. Yeah, but Batfleck returns, okay? That I did not see coming. I did not see him going, okay, I'll beef back up again and let's do this. I did. Did you? If you would have said, you know what, like if they can release a Snyder cut and they can reshoot some scenes or shoot new scenes, uh, do you think Affleck would have came back for it? I would have said 100% yes, because he signed on in a multi-movie role as Mm -hmm. Batman because of Snyder and because of Snyder's vision. So even though, like I've said repeatedly, and I'll say it repeatedly, not my favorite Batman, I can totally get why he would be on board for this. Mm. You know? And it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like you start to understand how things change. So even Snyder, I think at some point might've gotten to a point where he's like, okay, so I had Batman killing in this movie. Now we've got to start getting it back to the Batman that everyone realizes, knows and love type of thing. Kind of similar yep. to his path with Superman, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah so uh needless to say i'm more excited uh than i am uh hesitant but you know just one more man of steel movie like that's really they had a pretty good template with man of steel they and, did with batman v superman with yep. the huge super fights they, and justice league too so they had a really good so it, Man of Steel 2 could have been amazing. And all I hope now is that we get more kind of like kind of like Man of Steel, maybe not necessarily a reboot per se. I'm, I don't feel we need a reboot, just a recast and maybe just an acknowledgement that it'll be a little bit different than what we've had in the past. Because mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I'm no longer excited for the Batman. And I yeah. haven't been for quite some time. I mean, I got to see stuff, but I mean, like those photos, those couple photos of Batmobile and his his suit doesn't do anything for me. And also, like, uh, it's it's another origin flick, but now instead of the League of Shadows, it's the Court of Owls. Yeah. So it's like, it's the same thing. If it was different, you know, like it was like, you watch Batman 1989 with Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, and then you find out Batman Begins is coming out and they're like, this happens before. Like you could slot this in before Batman and it would make sense. You're like, oh, okay. Like, and, you know, and next thing you know, you're like, this is one of the best Batman movies ever. Mm-hmm. I don't get that sense with this, but who knows? I've been wrong, you know, in the past. I have I mean, been wrong. I like, the only thing that bugs me and it's nothing against the actor because I, I think, what's his name? Jeffrey Wright. 
I think that's his name. The guy that's going to play yeah. Commissioner Gordon in this new one. He's an awesome actor. I love him in everything. He's great. He's but so if they good. would have done something as simple, and now I know that giving it a diverse ca- uh, casting, that's cool. I mean, I don't really care about that. He's an amazing actor. But if he would have been a white guy, they could have easily said this is before all the Affleck stuff. Easily. Because all the other characters and cast in this movie have not been shown at all in the DCEU. Yep. Could have easily done that. Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman is in his 40s, like Pattinson's in his 20s. This could have easily taken place 20 years before. Yeah, they could have had their own sort of like origin trilogy per se. And then by that point, been able to continue off with their own stories without worrying about whether or not it lines up. It's just, it's like we said in the last campus. I don't know what DC's doing with their movie universe. And uh, I'm, I'm more scared than I am excited. It seems like the kind of just giving it away to directors and saying, do your thing. Cause I mean, like, you know, Joker's Todd Phillips own thing. That's not really connected to anything. They mm-hmm. gave, they gave Batman to Matt Reeves. Now he's doing his own thing, ignoring everything else, you know? So. Yeah. Which, which is know. funny. Cause they bitch about Zack Snyder, not following what they wanted to go down, but yet they're still just handing over to directors saying, do your thing. I don't know if they're saying do your thing though. Like I'm, I'm actually intrigued because Warner Brothers is huge offenders for having their fingers in everything. So I don't know. Like I don't know if Todd Phillips literally was given carte blanche to do whatever he wants. He'll say that, obviously, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like we said with our Birds of Prey one, like that definitely did not feel like that director. I can't remember her name now. Could do whatever she um. wanted. Kathy, Kathy Yon or something, I think. Yeah, Yan, yeah, that's right. something Yan. like that. And But I feel like it was one of those where they were like, you're going to make this movie and this is it. And that's how you're going to do see, it. See, in that case, I, I think Margot Robbie called the shots on that one. I agree, but I, I Margot Robbie and Warner Brothers. And Warner. I, I don't think it was just Margot and, and everyone at Warner was like, cool, yeah, high five. No, I think it was just like, yes, Margot. We'll do whatever you want. Yeah. Which I hope in retrospect, now they look at it and go, maybe we'll be a little bit more. Uh, a little bit pickier about that in the future. Or not so much bull, but we won't like freely give it up like that. You know? Yeah. What's really, like, what, what, what's interesting to me is, is if they're going to shoot new stuff for Justice League to kind of wrap up either the DCU as a whole or just Batman Superman stories. But if they wrap up the DCU, like, do they still go ahead with Aquaman and Flash and all this other stuff? I mean, Aquaman, you think is a no-brainer to continue because it's a billion-dollar movie, but number two hasn't even re- remotely started shooting yet. Yeah, but I mean, again, because it's a billion-dollar movie, it's a no-brainer. You would think I mean, it's, a, it's a more quiet nice. place. A quiet place is very much like The Last of Us in the sense that I didn't feel there was a need for a sequel. Mm-hmm. And yet the movie was so popular that like you just knew there was going to be a sequel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and the same with The Last of Us. I remember like because that was one of the first things I said was like, uh, I don't I don't know about a sequel for this. Yeah. And then once, you know, the hype train starts happening and you see gameplay trailers and you're just like, oh, OK. All right, you see an older Ellie and an older Joel, and there's like theory that maybe Joel's not really there, and that's just what she sees type of thing. Like that initial teaser trailer, 
got me pumped. I was mm-hmm. in. Now, yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to play the game. Yeah. I, I know, know you're not because I watched your uh, – I watched it, but uh, – Yeah, it's just – I mean, I'm pretty good for just – when I believe in something, I'm pretty good just letting it go if it's not the way I want it to go. My my only issue is it's not so much like uh, the belief that the studios, like in particular the Naughty Dog, yeah. have to give the fans what they want. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Um, it's just how they went about doing it. Okay? So it's like... Uh, I was thinking of a way to put this because like, I don't want to shit on what you were saying because I understand where it came from. Mm-hmm. It came from this heartfelt belief and love for these characters. Very much like, like, like I, I love the characters and the story in Last of Us, but nowhere near as much as you. So I would say like uh, as a similarity, it would be like how I feel about Superman or, or Nightwing where it's yep. just like, like you want these characters just be taken care of. Right. Yeah. Um, so I have no issues with having a new protagonist to play as. My issue is primarily the way they go in about doing it, which is essentially shit on everything in the past so that with these new toys are supposed to be like, yeah, you're supposed to be really pumped to play these toys. Yeah. And it's a weird thought process because it's like, like Neil Druckmann did Last of Us, correct? Yeah. He co-directed he, and co-wrote it. Co-directed, co-wrote it. Yeah. And it became this massive, huge success based on the relationship of these two characters. Right. And an incredible ending, which is morally twisted, where you have no choice but to say, he did the wrong thing, but I probably would have done the same thing. More yep. than likely would have done the same thing. It's easy to say, nah, I probably would have done the same thing. And then you, the same guy who co-directed and co-wrote now decides, yeah, we're going to kill off Joel brutally, which Spoilers I don't have as people. big an issue. I don't even care. I don't even care. You, If you don't know, you know now. <clears throat> um, so they, But they kill him off brutally, which to be fair, I had no misconceptions about Joel making it to the end of Last of Us 2, okay? Me neither. No misconceptions. I, I was had a 100% that... expecting it. But I was and also 100 fact, I was 100% expecting largely... I, I was just saying, I was expecting it, but I was expecting something heroic. Exactly. Um, and also, with now you have, like, that's what I was going to say. So you tweak it a bit. It's a her- heroic death. It could still be the same way. It could still be, uh, you know, it was Abby. Abby. Abby finds out Joel killed her dad. Same thing. And in being heroic, like saving some of her people from dying, right? Mm-hmm. Dies saving her, her like group that are trying to kill him. So then she starts to change the way she thinks about Joel, right? Yep. Because her mind is, well, he killed my dad, so he must die, right? Right. Now you have this character who, I, I have no issues playing a trans character. I play like Tomb Raider games. I don't care if you're a girl or a guy. If it's a good game, I'll play it. You know what I mean? And if you're a transgender, it's a cool game, I'll play it. I have, gonna, 
no problem at all playing as a transgender character at well, all. That's, and the reason why I bring that up is because that's part of the things that they're saying online now. It's like, well, you just don't want to play as a trans character. It's like, no, that's not the case. I don't give a shit about those things. What I care about is you, you took your character, Abby, and said, yeah, uh, she's a horrible person. You're not going to like her in the beginning. Uh, but then she's the main player for the rest of the game and you're supposed to hate Joel and Ellie. And it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You can, no. you can uh, still have Joel die, but his death will start to change Abby's mind. You can still even have the Ellie chasing Abby moment. Okay. You can still have that, but you can do it in a way where you feel like, you empathize with the Abby character more so than you're just forced into playing this character. And if you don't want to play as this character, you're transphobic is, is kind of where I'm getting at. And it makes like the it, whole yeah. shitting on what came before just to prop up the new toys. I see it in wrestling all the time. All of a sudden Vince decides, yeah, you know what? I don't like you anymore, but this guy, I like this guy. So I'm just mm -hmm. going to steamroll all you guys just to make this guy look good. Yeah. It's you the know, way that they're playing off these in, characters. That we love, and it, and then trying to make it seem like it's a social effort to like uh, make it so that if you don't like it, it's because there's something wrong with you. And it's exactly, like, exactly. Like okay, if what? tables were turned, if tables were turned, and it was Joel and Abby in the first game, and I was playing as Abby, the transgender in the first game, I would have still loved that character, and I would have been equally pissed off if the shit happened to her in this, and Ellie was the other way around. Exactly, exactly. Like, so it's so got like, nothing to do with anything else except the way they're telling the story, the way they're treating these characters that have a huge following now. You know, I just Yeah. You're you're playing you're playing a uh, Metal Gear Solid, right? Yes. You play Metal Gear Solid, you beat Metal Gear Solid, and you think, man, this game is amazing. Solid Snake is so awesome. I love this game. And then Metal Gear Solid 2 comes out and you're playing the tanker level and you're saying, Oh my god. This is so awesome. Another adventure with Solid Snake, one of the greatest characters of all time. Um, and then you beat the tanker level, and what happens? You find out that uh, Solid Snake was a racist, sexist, homophobic traitor who was selling uh, secrets to everyone. So he's actually a horrible fucking person, even though you spent the first game and a half loving him and thinking he was great. And then they introduced Raiden, who's essentially the same character, but you're supposed to like him now because... Yeah. Uh, uh, Solid Snake is horrible person. It's like, ah, what? No, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna no. work. Oh, and you're also gonna kill um, Otacon like just horribly because Brutally he's murder. friends with yeah. Solid Snake. Yeah. So it's like it's like that move there where you're like it would never happen ever. I would never get behind that for the way they did it. And yeah. and I love Kojima's work aside from Death Stranding. <laughs> aside from Death Stranding. Uh, I love his work. I Did love you actually his play it? Did you actually play it? No, I'm never going to play this game. But you've you've watched enough of it with the Rad Brad where you can go, okay. Yep. I, I So I, I know two things. So one, uh, visually it looks amazing. It's gorgeous. Uh, but you told me about the, the controls. And when you told me about the controls, that was the deciding factor. I'm like, there's no way. I'm, you I'm spend the whole thing. game holding down the triggers so you can make sure you got your straps on your no. back sack. There's no way I'm playing this game. If you let go of a trigger, then you're like, oh, God, I'm falling down the rocks. Even if Will, uh, Will Tenhead, <clears throat> goes, guys, seriously, I, I sat down and 
and I beat the game and it's the greatest game I've ever played in my entire life. It's totally worth it. I'm going to go, Will Tenhave, trust your judgment, take your word for it, not touching it. <laughs> Keep it. Not touching it. <clears throat> I, I bought the game. I played it for <laughs> I know. 26 hours. It went Ugh. nowhere. All I did was walk around with a pack sack, picking shit off the ground, and trying not to die when weird ghost things came out of the ground. I am currently at like 70 hours of Hollow Knight. You still haven't beat it? And I'm about three quarters of the way done. No, because like, I, like wow. I said, I took a break to do uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which I beat, actually. Right. I just beat last night. 100%. Nice. Good. 100%. 100%. Yeah, not a platinum, though which oh. was disappointing because they have those, uh, the trophies where it's like uh, kill five guys with a headshot in a row yeah. uh, or kill like five guys when you have perception up. And I was like, I'm not doing those things. Yeah. I'll jump back in to do the DLC tunes because I really want to play those ones. After that though, I'm like, I'm done with that game, and I'll probably go back to Hollow Knight. Or, depending on how I'm feeling, I might try Undertale. Who knows? I uh, I beat Sniper Elite Four the other night, so <laughs> I started I started the DLC now. Ooh, I'm, I see. I haven't I haven't gotten the DLC, so I haven't yeah, been able. I'm to playing I'm playing the Kill Hitler mission. I've killed him uh, eight different times today already. <laughs> I actually the last kill I blew off his testicles. Nice. I nice. saved the video. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah. That's really nice. That's gruesome. Adrian was watching. Um, She's like, "Oh God, that's so graphic." I'm like, "It's great." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's so graphically awesome. <clears throat> I can't remember. Did you say you had, didn't play the second Tomb Raider? Yeah, I haven't played the second yet. No. Okay. No. No, I have the second and the third. Haven't played either one of them. So, uh, third one's awesome. Oh, I, I, I'm, I, I want to get into them like soon, but I'm just really enjoying shooting people in Sniper Elite right now. <laughs> See, what you could do is you could now hunt animals. You know, so there's that, and you could kill people. You could still put bow and arrows, like arrows, in their faces. Oh yeah, but I don't have X-ray zooms on their ball sacks. That's true. That is actually true. That's, There's only one game yeah. in the world that gives you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two. Isn't uh, Mortal Kombat? Uh, yeah. They do X-ray kills. They, they do, do X-ray kills. kills now. Yeah, the newer ones have X-ray kills. Yeah. Did you see the trailer for the Friendships? No. Oh my God! They actually, they I guess they got new DLC and they've released uh, Friendship Fatalities again. <laughs> They look absolutely hilarious. The DLC the video itself is, so is expensive priceless. in those games. Oh no, no, I, I'm never gonna play the game. <laughs> no, it, like between the paywalls and the DLC, I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's no way. Yeah, and you know what? Nuts now. And not only that, the the games, those games, I've never seen on PlayStation Network as anything other than full price. I don't think I've ever seen a significant discount on them at all. Um, no. No. No, I, I miss the Mortal Kombat days where you would, like, like the games on the PS2 that I love, where you do the crypt and you can unlock shit, and now you gotta fucking pay for everything. 
Uh, the worst defender, uh, and this is like hard for me because I was always more of a Street Fighter guy than a Mortal Kombat guy. Yeah. Street Fighter Five released twenty percent of a game for yeah. full price, and then said, "If you want the rest, pay us more money." And you're Wasn't I was there like, like you? five five characters or some shit, and you had to buy the other 50? something like that. Five or six, and then the rest of them were behind a giant paywall. That's worship. I was like, I can't get over. Like, I that game, can't. That game should be nineteen ninety nine then. And the worst part about that, though, is that people will buy it and they will spend the money. So the companies will go. I mean, they're doing. They're paying for it, so we might as well keep doing it. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm not against DLC by any means. I actually like concept of dlc but like reasonable i don't want to have to spend another 60 dollars for dlc when i've already spent another 60 dollars for the game itself exactly i'm investing 120 bucks in this thing it better be like that super last of us version that you got where it's like a million collectibles in this one thing plus the full game plus like the dlc you know what i mean like it's ridiculous and I'm also like I I don't think I've ever spent full price on a game in years. Like I don't remember the last time I've ever done it. But if I did, that was when games were like forty bucks a piece, not yeah. eighty bucks a piece. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, imagine really, spending eighty I, and then having to do more. PlayStation games used to be forty nine, fifty nine, ninety nine each. Yeah, but then again, that was the game. That was it. Yeah, because disc games were cheap. Nintendo mm-hmm. cartridges were fucking expensive. Like 64 games. I remember yep. seeing Doom 64 Zellers for like $129.99. Yep. Well, because I mean, if you think about it, you have to save on the cartridge itself. Yeah. So that's also, so the cartridge has to have the game and the games at the time were crazy. Like crazy. Yep. Then you had to save multiple games on that cartridge. So yeah, of course it's going to be expensive. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I, I uh, absolutely love Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And I can't wait for a fourth, a fifth, and hopefully a sixth. I might even just hop right into the DLC on that just to like fuck around in tombs. The only thing that I would say, the only reason I'm saying don't do that is because they might spoil some of the story. You think they would? I went through the list of it, and some of them actually take place within the same like areas that you uh, visit in the game. Oh, I don't okay. know, but I had, I haven't played any, so I don't know if they actually wreck any of the story. Tell you what, I will play them. Okay. And then I'll let you know. Right. Cause I got to go through rise first anyway. I don't know if you really have to. Though. <laughs> you know what? You are the only one, like I read online, everyone just <laughs> loves rise and, and does not like shadow, but you're like loving shadow more than rise. It's funny. Uh, part of it was the uh, the color selection in Rise. It was very muted, very like like I mean I get it, you know one half of the uh, island is winter time and the other half of the island is essentially summertime. But even the summertime, it wasn't like this beautiful, radiant, lush like uh, graphics. I was just kind of like, oh okay, so it's slightly brighter than the dull gray snow of the one side of the island, right? Yeah. Um, the other part was they, they made it bigger for the sake of making it bigger, but it 
it didn't have, it felt like it didn't have any polish. So at the time, like I played Rise of the, the Tomb Raider and I, and I beat it and I remember I was like, oh, okay. And the only time I was kind of like, oh shit, was accident, like I exploited a, uh, a glitch in the game. So I got a key item earlier than I should have. Okay. I don't even know why I did it. Like really, in all honesty, I don't know why I did it. I saw it on the internet and I was like, ah, you know what, I'll try it. And it worked and it didn't wreck my game. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. If I would have played it again, I, I wouldn't do it. I would not do it at all. But I remember just thinking like, <clears throat> like I liked it, but I wasn't like in love with it like Tomb Raider. Because Tomb Raider, I'm like, I'll play that game again. I will replay that game again constantly, right? Yeah. Um, it was kind of like, uh, they made the game bigger than it was, right? right? So of course they had a million collectibles. They added in uh, like special missions from other characters and stuff like that. Uh, but the story wasn't as engaging. They introduced a, a potential male character for who could possibly hook up with Lara, which I didn't find it interesting at all. And like I said, like graphically, it wasn't like this huge leap from Tomb Raider to this one where I was like floored by it, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas this one, and I'm surprised this one gets a lot of hate because in my opinion, everything about this is cross the board better better story than the second one better gameplay than the second one the collectibles uh i think are handled way better the uh hidden stuff like you're constantly looking around for things that you can jump on break down uh dive into all the nooks and crannies you know what i mean like all the stuff that you did in the first game that you love doing felt like a chore in the second one didn't feel like a chore in this one hmm. like i made a point of beating the game at 100 percent. i didn't go to the last area until i had 100 percent on everything in this game i didn't even do that in tomb raider i'm going to now because that game was awesome but yeah like i said like the story there's just enough in the story that i i'm almost tempted to spoil it for you so that you don't play the second game, but I feel like you should just because you can. That way, you can formulate your own opinion, right? I, I, I'm gonna, I am gonna play the second before the third. Just, I think that's just a way to do it. And plus, you know what? The second is it's pretty cool too because I have the PlayStation VR, and it has a whole fucking mini game in it that's in VR where you go around Croft Manor. Which I mean, if you're into VR, I see why that'd be a selling feature for you. Not for me. I mean, well, I do, so. Yeah. But, I mean, man, like, graphically, huge. This is a gorgeous game. But gameplay is awesome. Um, they incorporated new stealth elements, which I was, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And it made sense. Like, it wasn't just like, yeah, of course nobody can see green, three green dots in the middle of a dark room. Why would they see that? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was like, like, uh, you cover yourself in mud. I'll give you that aspect. They actually have sequences where you cover yourself in mud and then you actually can hide in like bushes a lot easier because you're covered in mud. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's the supernatural cool. elements were handled really well in this one, just like in the first one where it was just like, Whoa. But I don't know. I, 
I love the first one. The, the first wolves, one's awesome. The wolves in the first one freaked the shit out of me. Hunting the wolves. Yeah, wait till you get to the jaguars. <laughs> That's right, jaguars. I'm not Although, surprised. I mean, Tomb Raider's always had animals. I remember playing the demo for the sequel, and I was like down in a cave with a tiger, like chasing. Yeah. Although uh, there was a couple of animals that I refused to kill because you can hunt a specific type of capybara. Okay. Which I refuse. I didn't kill any capybaras. The only time I ever got any of their uh, uh, pelts was if there was already killed carcasses. Okay. That was the only time I ever took their pelts and llamas. You kill llamas in them, but I never. Yeah. Why would you kill a llama? Well, that's what I was like. I was like, so the capybara is the most like docile animals on the face of this planet, but they're like giant hamsters. Yeah. Or gerbils. They look like giant gerbils, right? So they look fucking scary. And yet they're literally like, dude, like you can ash on my back. I don't care. I don't really care. You know? <laughs> uh, anyway, so long story short, play, play the oh, yeah. second Tomb Raider yeah, so that you play I'll, I'll Shadow. I'm going to have time. I'm not playing uh, Last of Us now, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Ghost of uh, Tsushima, I mean, it, it looks beautiful. I don't I don't know if that's... that. That's a game I want to play right away. I mean, see, I, I, I don't know either. Like, I, I, when I said on our uh, <clears throat> Master of the Universe thing, where like I think I might actually check out Sekiro before it, but I kind of feel like Ghost of Tsushima is going to be like uh, Sekiro for lightweights. Ah. <laughs> uh... It's hard. Well, it depends how it plays out. Like Sekiro, like it, there's a lot of supernatural shit in it. Like I was watching Will. Uh, I just well, mean actually, in terms I, of how hard it is. I played it too. Yeah. Well, crazy. Like hard. I feel like it's like, uh, oh, if you uh, can't beat Sekiro, check out Ghost of Tsushima because yeah. it's same style, not as hard. You don't have to break a controller. But I feel like after playing Sekiro, that it's a lot more um, linear than what this is going to be. This, I, I really love the fact that you follow the wind to where you want to go. That was really cool to me. Yeah, that, gave, that, that, that I thought like, was really cool. That gave me like Shadow of Colossus <laughs> vibes almost with the sword like gleaming, you know? Well, that and he's on a fucking horse too, yeah. man. Like, yeah. You know, um, the demo looked amazing, but it's one of those where like, I'll need more than that demo to make me decide to play this game yeah yeah i'm not gonna i mean i'm not i don't have money or time to pre-order games anymore anyway so like if reviews come out and they're fucking nine plus then i'll definitely be considering it yeah yeah exactly if it's like uh because like i haven't even played final fantasy 7 yet yeah see now that's so it's like that demo is awesome (laughs) i haven't even touched the demo yet i actually thought to myself you know what i'm not even gonna touch the demo i'm just gonna wait until I have money set aside where I can safely go, you know what, fuck it, I'm buying it. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> sure. But well, I mean, like, that's an 80-hour game, and that's only part one. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. The I, did, I had about, no idea it was going to be that big. The shitty thing about splitting it, though, into, in, into more than one part now is that this next part is going to be on a different system. Yeah, I... <laughs> You know, uh, I mean, they literally, they literally could have held off on this first part for eight more months and made it a launch title for the PS5. <laughs> and then still have part two come out on the PS5. But is it going to only come out on the PS5, though? 
It's got a one-year exclusive on on PS4, and then it will be on Xbox and everything. No, what I mean is, is like when so, so uh, Final Fantasy VII two or whatever they call it, yeah, uh, gets released. It's only going to release on Final on uh, PS5. Why wouldn't they do PS4 and PS5? Because that's still going to be an active uh, console. I I don't know. They might. It depends on how long it takes. I mean, number part one just got released, so it might be four years for part two. And yeah, you know what? That's right. Releasing PS4 games at that time. You know. That's true. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That makes a lot of sense. I never thought of it like that. I actually kind of thought of it as if. It's finished. They're just waiting a bit to polish it up a bit. But yeah, you're right. They may they may go ahead and release it on both. I mean, that's the nice thing about the PS5 being backwards compatible now is that you can play your PS4 games on it. Right, which actually is it, that's awesome. I love that idea. Yeah, because there's nothing like buying a physical copy of a game and then having to buy a digital copy of that same game. Yeah, that's great. Planning PlayStation now. <laughs> awesome, love it. PlayStation now. I still think like PlayStation now, like I understand why they thought it would work. They were it was too soon for something like that. Well, they they're looking at Xbox because they got uh Game Pass on Xbox and it Game Pass is fucking huge. Like they got brand new games hitting Game Pass as they come out. Like just like how games brand new would hit Blockbuster, it's hitting Game Pass for you to play. And then how much do you spend a month on Game Pass? I spend 17 bucks a month on it. So no more than a streaming service, really. Wow. That's a, so that's not bad, but that's like, it's, it's a well-done system. Whereas like, I remember looking at PlayStation Now and going like, oh, I think that's kind of a nice idea. Like, it's really smart. Then I looked at the titles available and I was like, nope, no fucking way. Garbage. <laughs> no way. Absolute garbage. No way am I even going to waste money on this. Yeah, I could play a brand new release on Xbox. I don't even have to spend 70 bucks to buy it. I could... Pay my 16 bucks a month and then play that game brand new on Game Pass. Yeah, it was just some of those things that PlayStation was doing. I was like, eh, what? And then, and then it's like, really why would cool. you do it in such the stupidest way possible? Especially when like you have a model, a Game Pass, that says, yeah, this is how we're doing it. So they got your 18 bucks a month, right? Yeah. yeah. I guarantee you that they're making so much on Game Pass wouldn't hurt them at all to put a brand new game on there every month. No, not at all. And the I cool mean, thing if that... is too, like if you play it, if you, if you play it on game pass and you're loving it and you're like, I just want to own this. Cause I mean, games don't stay on game pass forever. Right. They'll be on there three, four, right. months get pulled. Right. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that makes perfect this. sense. I'm loving this. I want this. It'll be like, if you're enjoying this, click here to buy it from the store. And then you go over to the store and then you actually get a discount off the game. Cause you, get game pass every month that's genius that's genius yeah that's such a good system yeah because i could see that where like you know you invest 18 bucks a month but you come across a couple of titles you're like yeah you know whatever and then you get that one game and you're like whoa i like this you yeah know? um um so yeah so, so um let's see, i think i got out everything i wanted to talk about I was going to say one more thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, regarding the Snyder Cut one last time mm-hmm. and, the, and the future of the DCU, if we're going to see Aquaman 2 and everything, I think it's all going to depend on the success of Wonder Woman this year because that's the yeah. final DCU movie that's been shot. Either that or uh, Aquaman 2 goes off yeah. uh, without any references. Right. 
at all because they only had like one or two minor references. I think they literally just said Steppenwolf. And that's that it. was it. Yeah, something about the mother box and that was it. Yeah, something about the mother box and Steppenwolf. Because I remember they referenced Steppenwolf and I was like, oh, I'm surprised they did that. But that was it. They didn't really say anything else. Mm-hmm. So I think if they do it, because like, they have to. I mean, it's a billion dollar movie. They have to do it. Plus it was a great movie. <laughs> Like it was a it was really so good. cool movie. So good. So it's I, like I, I, I want to see more of that. So you know, and mm-hmm. maybe by the time that one comes out, and 1984 is either like absolutely amazing or it's a dumpster fire, they'll slowly start to shift into a linked universe. Because yeah. I think ultimately that's what they're going to do. I don't think they didn't want to talk about it being a linked universe right now because they realized they kind of shot themselves in the foot by rushing Justice League. Yeah. But who knows? Who, who knows what'll happen? I, I don't know. He's got 20 million. Fingers crossed. Coming. Yeah. We'll see how it turns out. I mean, I, I think it's going to turn out great, but it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays. I think so too. I think so too. I think it's going to be because, like, you know, uh, the uncut Batman v Superman is one of my favorite movies. It's so so much better, so, so much better good. than the theatrical. It's so good. I will never ever watch the theatrical again. And in fact, when the Snyder Cut comes out, I can guarantee I never watch the theatrical Justice League again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm kind of hoping that they release it in uh, like a DVD if possible. Me too. But even though I know they won't. But yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see how. If they H- do, I'll buy HBO's it. Warner like HBO stuff usually comes out on Blu-ray, so we'll see. So we'll see. I'm hoping. I'm really I'm hoping. hoping. I'm hoping. They're it'd be not nice Netflix. to have, like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to, uh, we're going to cut that one there as uh, catch up Camcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Catch up, not catch up, Chris. I just want you to be aware that I'm not saying that word that you hate so much. <laughs> I don't hate the word. You I hate, hate the substance. I hate the condiment. Yes. Yeah, the condiment itself, I hate. You might change your mind when you eat a sandwich later in the year. I will not. I will not. (laughs) Actually, I will not eat the sandwich because it still, I guarantee you, will not be released. Oh, it's coming. In theaters? No. I actually read something three days ago. Um, I don't know. Situation is fluid, my friend. It's Apparently, it was in the Fox deal that New Mutants must be released theatrically. Uh, you know what? Disney could throw a couple more ducats their way and say, yeah, we changed our mind. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's some cash. We're sorry we lied when we bought you. <laughs> it's not even that we lied. We just changed our mind because we're uh, we're geek dancers and we don't want Chris to eat a ketchup sandwich. Because <laughs> that would be horrible. Oh, man. All right, everyone. You can uh, catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram geekpantsmedia.com listen to us on sound soundcloud soundcloud i went all german there for a second SoundCloud. (laughs) (laughs) apple Podcasts and google Podcasts. you can watch us right here on youtube we'll be back soon with the predator camcast